I think that's what you have to do. You just got to constantly be trying stuff because all the platforms as well, their algorithms are changing all the time. What they prioritize is changing all the time and trying to beat, you know, the algorithm on you know, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be is is very tricky and it's probably a, a fool's errand because the moment you think you've mastered it, they're, they're going to change things. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Sponstaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at Sponstaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. Hey friends, so if you've been listening to the pod for a while, you know that I've spent the last 10 years working as a growth marketer. Now I get emails and DMs from listeners a couple of times a week asking if I'm interested in consulting with them to improve their listing optimization and their rankability on Airbnb. And the truth is, while I'm flattered right now, I just don't have the bandwidth for consulting. So I've been trying to find somebody who I think understands the platform and marketing strategy better than me that I can refer you all to. And I am happy to say that I think I've found the guy. Meet Daniel Rustine. He's a former Airbnb employee, a full-time digital nomad, and author of Optimize Your BNB, which has sold over 50,000 copies by word of mouth alone. Daniel has lived on Airbnb for more than 2,500 nights and has helped hundreds of hosts via his consulting, his programming, and his thought leadership increase their listings rank on Airbnb. If you're newer to the STR space, or if your listings are starting to drop in rank, or if you want to learn the mechanics of how search engines like Airbnb rank content so that you can apply these same principles to your direct booking strategy, I want to encourage you all to do one or two of the following. If, if not both. Number one, buy Daniel's new book, Profitable Properties, Airbnb Insider Secrets. You can get it on Amazon for just $10. And then number two, join Daniel's nine-week program and he'll teach you everything that you need to know about optimizing your STR for Airbnb, Verbal, Google Search, and beyond. You can use the discount code BTS, as in behind the stays, for 40% off the program between now and the end of 2023. Daniel will teach you what the top 1% of short-term rental owners and managers already know about how to fully optimize their STRs across OTAs and beyond. To get started, head on over to optimizemybnb.com or visit the link in the show notes below and be sure to tell Daniel if you talk to him that Zach from Behind the Stays sent you his way. All right, guys, back to the show. In just a moment, you'll meet James Varley founder of the Holiday Cottage Handbook and Varley Media. James has had an impressive career in media, taking jobs all around the world to work in print, TV, radio, digital advertising, and social media for organizations large and small. Now, for the last 10 years, James was living in Qatar, working on a very special project. Can you guess what that project might have been? Well, folks, if you guessed last year's FIFA World Cup, you would be correct. How cool is that? James first got into short-term rentals as he'd rent out his flat in London when traveling abroad for lengthy work assignments. He was amazed by how much he loved the experience of hosting and by how lucrative this asset class could be. After the World Cup finished in Qatar, he saw a gap in the STR media space for practical, helpful content that would help property managers grow their business. And while he couldn't have known it at the time, this observation would lead to the founding of a new platform for STR owners, operators, and media partners to connect, to learn, and to grow. All right, friends, without further ado, get ready to meet James. All right, James, we are live, good sir. How are you doing this fine? I guess it's evening uh, over in the UK. It is evening, yeah, it's just got dark. Uh, it's been a great day. I've been recording loads of podcasts. I've recorded five today as a host. So Jeez. it's uh, it's nice to be a guest on this one. You're, you're number six, six and out, then I'll be off to bed. Ah, six and out, and, and then you'll be off to bed. Well, hopefully this is the best podcast that you've recorded all day. That's my goal. Um, and it's always, it's always fun talking to another podcast host, right? Because you are really good at asking questions and guiding a conversation. But 
I don't know about you, but I, sometimes I can get a little intimidated being the guest, right? Like the being the guest is is so much harder, I think, than than being the host. Oh, I don't know. I think I'm going to have to oppose that. Um, <laughs> I I prefer, I think, being the guest because when I'm the host, I've I'm constantly thinking of the next question. Mm. I'm making notes. I've got a few things to think about from a technical point of view. Yeah. So I think I feel more relaxed being the guest. Okay. So I'm happy that I'm ending the day as a guest and hopefully I can I can bring a bit of insight to, to your channels. Ah, I am sure you will. Well, I want to get started by just hearing the story of of the Holiday Cottage Handbook. So I first encountered you, I think it was on LinkedIn, and someone must have shared a podcast of yours or a post or something like that. And I, I you know, went on a, a James stocking sort of spree and, and read a little bit about you. But I, I want to hear about where this this story, this this chapter, I should say, of your life story really begins. So I've been in the media my entire career. I, I started out working in newspapers, then I worked in magazines for a while, TV, radio. Uh, and then for the last 10 years, I've been working in corporate communications. So I was managing corporate comms for the Qatar 2022 FIFA World Cup organizing committee amazing so from uh, from 2013 uh, i spent 10 years out in doha and i've only just moved back to the uk and for most of that time i've been investing in property as well so i started out investing in regular buy to lets as we call them in the uk long-term rentals and then about five or six years ago i switched to short-term rentals uh, for a few reasons um first of all I needed a place to stay when I was coming back to the UK from Qatar. That was the primary reason. Yeah. Um, but also kind of the uh, uh, the lay of the land in the UK, um, it's becoming more and more difficult to turn a profit from long-term rentals hmm. because of some government initiatives. Um, and also the, the growth of the short-term rentals platform. To me, it seemed like quite an obvious move and um and it's one that i'm that i'm really glad i made um and the reason for setting up the platform is is based on my own journey really because when i switched from long-term rentals to short-term rentals i found that the information and education out there was nowhere near as much um mm. the 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 breadth of information out there certainly in the uk in relation to buy to let is massive there are some great forums podcasts newsletters um, short-term rentals, it seemed like the, you know, the, the ugly little duckling that, that nobody <laughs> really wanted to, to talk about. Um, and, and, I, and I felt like there was a bit of a gap for a, an independent platform um, that would help hosts and property managers and provide the information and education they need, not only to get started, but to continue to improve their listings and become better property managers. Um, so, so it started based on my own experience, but also I could see the pain of other people. Yeah. You know, you, you know, we see in Facebook groups all the time, you know, Airbnb management group or booking.com or short term rentals, vacation rentals, whatever it might be. Every single day, there are people going in those groups asking really simple, obvious questions. You know, they're just starting out. How much should I charge for a cleaning fee? Should yeah. I allow pets? Do I need to use this tool? Which platform should I be on? Do I need a direct booking option? All, all these things. And, and I saw these people every single day and I just thought, well, I think I can help these people, not not because I'm the biggest STR expert in the world, but because I know how to write and I've got a little bit of experience. And with um, you know, with the uh, research that I do, I can I can write something that can can help people get started and improve uh, improve their journey. So so it started out as me writing a, an ebook, and and this is why it's called the Holiday Cottage Handbook because that's how it started life. Okay, um, as a as as a handbook. Um, and if you want to download it, you can head to the website, download it for free. You just put your email address in. Um, it's nearly 50 pages long. Um, it's quite a quite an extensively researched bit of work. Um, and it's especially useful if you're starting out. You know, if you're starting out as a host or a property manager, you're not really sure where to turn. I think it's a really useful guide in terms of sourcing property, borrowing, um, tech tools, the OTAs, direct booking, all that kind of thing. So um, that's how it started. And then once I started speaking to people in the industry, um, there seemed to be a real appetite for this kind of 
independent platform hmm. uh, that would provide valuable free education to, to house and property managers and also people within the industry as well. So um, so then it's grown. It's kind of snowballed. And we've got a website. We've got a weekly podcast, a weekly newsletter. We're active across social media, uh, growing all the time. Um, and yeah, here we are today. And I'm, I'm talking to you. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you for uh, sharing that that uh, little lesson in, in, in your history. One, one quick follow-up question. Uh, so does it really take like 10 years to get all the communications that are necessary to like be ordered and, and done for, for a World Cup? Is, is that like typically what it takes? So usually with a World Cup organizing committee, yeah. generally generally World Cup hosts are chosen about seven or eight years before the actual tournament. Yes, I knew that, yeah. yeah. Uh, with, with Qatar 2022, the decision was made in 2010 because they announced two hosts at the same time, which was Russia for 2018 and then Qatar for 2022. And in Qatar's case, they needed at least that amount of time because wow. when I got there in 2013, none of the stadiums were built. Wow. Uh, the metro system wasn't operational and new hotels needed to be built and new roads uh, legacy programs were implemented. It, it was like it was like building a country uh, for most of the time. It wasn't just uh, just organizing a tournament. So in Qatar's case, yes, they needed at least ten years. Wow, that is that is just remarkable. Like, I mean, talk about just like the amount of work that needs to be done for an event like this, and and, and you don't think about when it actually starts, right? Like I think I think everyone thinks when they see it on TV for most of us how impressive it looks. But like you, you think okay, this probably took like a couple years to like put together, right? A decade? Like that is insane. Yeah. That is insane. Yeah. And and yet yeah. really really cool. I mean, it started, you know, I mean, they won the bid December 2010 and, you know, preparations start straight away. So it was, yeah, 12 years nearly, you know, for those people who were involved in the bid. But yeah, in, in Qatar's case, it, it really was necessary. And of course, as a fan, you know, you see the goals and you see the stadiums and you see how it looks on TV. And yeah, you, you're probably not going to appreciate the amount of blood, sweat and tears that goes into uh, uh, organizing a World Cup. But it was it was an incredible project. Amazing to be a part of it, to see the the growth and development of the country. Yeah. Um, and the tournament itself was was fantastic. Fabulous. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. Fantastic. So, yeah. yeah to, to be there was was amazing. Oh, I bet, man. Oh, geez, this is so cool. We could talk all day about that, but uh, but we won't. So you start Holiday Cottage Handbook with this kind of idea of, hey, I've been doing this. I'm kind of in the arena testing things out. I've realized there's opportunity in the short-term rental space. You see a gap in the market. I, I think you're spot on. There's a, there are you know there's loads of content for folks that want to get into real estate investment, especially in the context of more traditional rentals. And I think only in the last few years we've seen more folks start creating content specifically for the short-term rental space. W when you think about sort of your your target audience like the people that you really feel like you're uniquely qualified to help because you know they're, they're especially in the states here there, there are lots of folks now that you know that i call them like airbnb like in, you know gurus and influencers that have all you know popped out and some of them have actually built pretty significant followings right i actually was at a an event uh, a couple weeks ago uh that started as a podcast thanks for visiting um and annette grant and and sarah karakay and they have a awesome like very popular podcast called Thanks for Visiting. Anyways, they now have a conference, TFVCon. They had like 300 people in person at that event, right? And they, they started as like a simple podcast of two Airbnb hosts talking like, you know, five years ago, or whatever it is. And there are several other examples of this happening now, right? Which is, I think, as a, you know, someone who loves content, amazing. Like, it's so, so freaking cool, right? Um, but when you, when you think about sort of your story and, and, and your audience and, and what makes your content unique, like, who, who are you creating for? Yeah, I think we're creating for mainly hosts and property managers, whatever the stage of their journey. So yeah. whether you're renting a room in your own house, or you've got a few properties, or you've got a few hundred, you're going to find some insight and tips and trends and best practices to help you. And, and it's mainly through the guests that we're interviewing on the podcast. I mean, yeah. last week, um, we had an interview with Simon Lehman. We published that one on Friday. Simon's a complete industry yeah. OG, very well known. And, you know, when he talks, people tend to listen. So I think, I think the important thing to differentiate is that I, I'm not shaping myself as 
Airbnb guru or short-term <laughs> rentals industry expert or that kind of thing, because it's it's the content that we share from the experts that yeah. we have on the podcast. They're the experts really, and we're the medium to share that with with a wider audience. And yeah. I think that what we're trying to achieve is to to build a community, yeah. build a community of hosts, property managers, investors people within the industry and then together we'll be able to share you know it's, it's a sharing economy thing that we're all involved in yeah and, and help help each other to to get better and to take our listings to the next level and and you know I think where I've seen the gap is I don't think we necessarily need another guru yeah. and I'm not that anyway but what I think is we do need a platform which becomes a go-to place particularly in the UK and, yeah. and I think what around the world as well, this is a go-to place to find out what's going on in the industry. This is yeah. going to help me whatever stage I'm at during my short-term rentals journey. And it's going to help all of us to, to navigate the waters ahead because, you know, we're, we're seeing all sorts of things in different jurisdictions, whether it's regulation, yeah. whether it's AI interventions, whether it's new tech tools, whatever it is. So, you know, the more we can help each other, um, you know, I think the more we're going to benefit and, and take our listings to the next level and create businesses that are not just going to survive, but but actually thrive. And, and that's that's the goal. That's what we're helping everybody to do. Hey, guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. When you, when you think about the the current sort of like scope of of content that exists for to to help host to help property managers to help entrepreneurs that are you know trying to build maybe more experiential like unique stays in in the space like wh where do you see either like format gaps or 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 like opportunities for new new content types like I I think about this a lot right like everyone wants or not everyone several people have reached out to me and been like. Dude, you got to get like your podcast on on YouTube and you know, you got to, you know, I get you probably get this too now, right? You get emails, cold emails all the time from random people saying like you're missing out on tens of thousands of downloads, hundreds of thousands of downloads that you could get because your show isn't on YouTube or whatever. And and my 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 thing, right, is that I don't like watching two talking heads on like a recorded Zoom on, on YouTube, right? I understand that some people, you know, do and, and great and that's great but if I'm going to create video I'm going to do it like really 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 well right so we, we've we're, we're testing out this video series right now and we can only get like one out a month because it requires like you know a shoot and a big interview and lots of like production it's really freaking time consuming and hard and I can barely get one out every like four to six weeks right now this could just be like Zach bias right but but my my thinking is like I don't want to create a video unless it's like, unless it's going to be an experience, like a true, like beautiful, dynamic, musical, like sort of like experience, right? Um, so I'm interested in like, and, and oh, and then on the other end of the spectrum, right? All the short form, like talking head content, like that's also just like not me. Like I don't, I don't really like to be like three tips to increase your nightly revenue by X percent or whatever. So. And yet a lot of people do that, right? And, and and it seemingly works. So I'm just curious, given your you know, incredible history and career in, in working in content, right? Working in media, like when you look at the landscape, where do you see like pockets of opportunity? Well, I think the first opportunity for us is 
the fact that I feel there's a gap in the market in this space yeah. for an independent platform mm. which is offering consistent, valuable, free education. So that, that that's why we exist. Yeah. Um, in, in terms of the different content styles, I, I think it, it depends on the person producing it in many senses and what you're comfortable with and, and what you think you're best at. I mean, yeah. I think when you're starting out, especially with, with our platform, you kind of try a lot of different things every single day, every single week. Um, and I'm a big fan of looking at analytics yeah. and, and seeing what works and what doesn't work. So um, I, I think I think that's what you have to do. You just got to constantly be trying stuff because all the platforms as well, their algorithms are changing all the time. What yeah. they prioritize is changing all the time and trying to beat you know, the algorithm on you know, Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it might be is is very tricky and it's yeah. probably a, a fool's errand because the moment you think you've mastered it, that they're going to change things. So um, I think you've just got to do what you're most comfortable with, do what works. You know, it might be that you start off on a load of different platforms, but you find that there's actually two or three that are really, really beneficial and working for you so that you, you end up prioritizing those. But I mean, I think yeah, it's what works and, it, and it's where your audience are, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I found with short term rentals is that a lot of the audience and you know, a lot of people don't want to hear this still. They're on Facebook. Yeah. And, you know, partly that is because of the age demographics. Um, a lot of people who are managing short term rentals or they own short term rentals, they're between the ages of probably 40 and 60. And that demographic is still um loyal to facebook yeah. and they're not really heading anywhere else so if you want to get some cut through and you want to get people uh, heading to your site then you know i think facebook in this industry really is a must and, and that's probably where you need to be yeah. spending your advertising budget and uh, like i say a lot of people yeah you know, i spoke to somebody a few weeks ago and she's uh, very prominent actually in the property industry and uh and she was saying oh I, you know i don't do anything on facebook because uh, it's it's a it's a platform for friends, mm. and I was thinking to myself, you're, you're missing out on thousands and thousands of potential eyeballs, yeah. Because that's you know that's that's where people are in in this industry still. I think. Yeah, yeah. What's so interesting about that is if you spend a little bit of time in those groups, which I which I've done a little bit, and honestly, I just it's so overwhelming. Uh, and I I'm like a little bit like you know I guess younger in in terms of where I like to spend my time. Like I, I don't really use Facebook much. Um, I, the, the, these groups, like what I always find difficult is so many of them, I feel like are super spammy. And, and, and I think it's because they're controlled by like, you know, a, an Airbnb influencer or they're, they're controlled by a couple of folks. And, and I find that the caliber of like, the caliber of discussion is just so, it, it's so basic, right? Um, and yet, and yet, I've then stumbled upon some groups where I'm like, I cannot believe this level of discussion is happening, right? And so I'd say like 90% of the groups that I've stumbled upon, like it, it feels just very, very like spammy or like or like some like, you know, vendor or software company in the space spun up like a Facebook group community. And, it, it, and today it's really just a place for them to kind of like throw out their latest like product feature. Um, but but when you do find the groups where there is that dynamic conversation, I think you're absolutely right. You're not going to get that level of collaboration a anywhere else. Um, but but again, it's just yeah, it, it's hard because I feel like unless there's some sort of paid gate, the 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 quality of discussion is is just lackluster. I, I, I don't know if you would agree or or disagree with with this assessment. By the way. I mean, I think with Facebook, um, just to go back to your point about, you know, you're saying that you don't really use it. Um, before I set up this business, I'd forgotten my password. So <laughs> I had to I had to actually set up a new Facebook account just to just to set up a business page. Um, I think in terms of the groups, yeah, I would agree with you. A lot of them are, are spammy, but they have numbers and yeah. some of them have some incredible engagement as well. Um, and I think when it comes to, you know, what we're trying to do at the moment is get the word out and get eyeballs on our product and get people to the website and get them downloading the ebook and subscribing to the newsletter. That's where, you know, we found, um, you know, the, the marketing and advertising budget is most effective. Yeah. We look in, we look at the back end and look at our analytics and Facebook is the social platform that's driving more people to the site than any other. So it still has a big value, especially in this industry. 
Do you find uh, this? And, and maybe maybe you don't know because you're you guys are really like new here. But I'd be very curious to know how different like the Facebook audience is from like the uh, Instagram audience, from like the LinkedIn audience, from the Twitter audience. Because what I find like I'm pretty active on I, I should say X now. I'm pretty active on like X and LinkedIn, and those audiences are wildly different. Meaning the 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 kinds of short-term rental operators and hosts and, and like entrepreneurs that you find on one are vastly different than that of the other. Do you, have you found something similar in, in your own sort of like dabbling? I think I can give you a, a very quick overview on, on Instagram and TikTok. It's young people selling dreams and saying you can be a property investor for seven dollars a month. It's <laughs> it's it's get rich quick mm. on Instagram and TikTok. It's aimed at a younger audience, yeah. and perhaps that younger audience they're not going to have any sort of capital to really invest. So it's come with me, look at me. I'm so rich, you can do it too. Yeah. It's so simple. Life's amazing. That that's what I see on Instagram <laughs> and TikTok. On on Twitter, certainly in the UK, I see. A lot of ranting. It's mm. about property prices. It's mm. about the property industry. It's slow. It's this. It's people screaming at each other. It's some people saying everything's going to dip by 35%. And then it's other people saying it's not as bad as that. We need more homes. Yeah. We don't, we need uh, all, more all regulation, stuff. less regulation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's ranting on Twitter. And then on Facebook, it's, um, should I allow a pet? Hmm. Uh, or, or it's, uh, oh, the booking.com's not working and they're not paying me. Hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's man shouting at cloud a bit on Facebook as well. Yeah. But, but also the, um, I, I think you probably have more engagement. It's more mundane on Facebook. It's more yeah. mundane. It's like everyday problems that yeah. hosts and managers have. Oh, you know, where can I go for a new lock or who's a good electrician in this part of the world or yeah. all this kind of stuff. It's a bit more mundane. Whereas, you know, TikTok, Instagram, they're, they're glossy and it's get rich quick. Twitter, it's a lot of ranting. Um, yeah, that, that would be my my very quick overview of the uh, the core social media platforms. I think that's a very like astute uh, observation and, and a very fair, you know, characterization of of these platforms. I, I've observed similar similar behavior. What is funny about Facebook is, again, if, if, it, if there is a good group. Uh, like actually Mark Simpson, his Boostly group is very dynamic and very impressive. And I, he asked me to post something in there and he was just trying to help me out and get, you know, folks on my podcast slash a couple of folks uh, interested in a new product that we released at Spontaneous. And anyways, it was like, I was so impressed by the response. Like I was jarred. I was like, what? There's still like quality engagement on Facebook. And yet Mark, it, you know, hustles so hard. And like, he's done such a great job at building up that that community for for years and so it is so engaged right but I, th I think what often happens is you get some influencer or you know guru who creates a page they're really active for a little bit and then they just drop off and they don't they don't set up good moderation they don't set up like you know uh good good true community they, they have an audience but they don't have like a community right and, and then when they leave it's like it's just not it's just all hell breaks loose um, but but if you if you're really 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 committed to being you know the primary facilitator facilitator of engagement for the community, I think I think it can it, you know it can work really well. So uh, it it yeah that's sorry this is a little bit of a tangent, but but super super interesting to kind of hear how how you think about the role each platform plays and and who who's drawn to to each platform um, in in this space. I did I do want to ask speaking of platforms about your podcast so. You've interviewed, you know, many, many folks uh, in the industry. And I know that you're still like new to, to doing this, but I was looking through your your guest list, and I was pretty impressed with the folks that you've had on already. I want to hear from your perspective, like who who has impressed you the most, or who who have you like learned from the most of the people that you've interviewed so far? You know, the great thing about uh, running this platform is that I hear fantastic insight it's so so valuable to speak to these guys because when you when you have a podcast and you're talking to different companies about um you know interviewing people from their business it's usually the ceo or the founder or the co-founder yeah. that, that you end up talking to so 
the level of guests is is just phenomenal and you know you can't help but learn from them and i'd say you know throughout this whole journey as well over the last few months i've become a much better host and property manager myself mm. because of all the people that i'm talking to on on a daily basis so it's it's been brilliant from that point of view um in terms of the guest i mean uh, they've all shared like really valuable insight. Um, I mean, I've recorded, I think, uh, about 14 or 15 podcasts already. Yeah. Five of them are available to listen to. Um, Simon Lehman, who's the latest pod, that one came out last week, uh, just really, really insightful and direct. He's talking about the industry saying that there's a storm ahead you need to grab your umbrella you need to you know make sure that you're prioritizing the guest experience um you know he he was you know full of really great insight and and I think that the great thing about all of them is that they're all sharing tips that you can action right away yeah. you know simple things like go and stay at your listing find out what the guest experience is all about um you know we have merrily Carr as well from the short-term accommodation association she's obviously got a finger on the pulse she knows what's happening from a legislation regulation point of view that's that was that was such an interesting listen um damian sheridan talking about booking direct and just giving some really quick simple tips um we had brian leblanc from from rental wise talking about pms and the great thing is that you know, pretty much everybody is a host in their own right as well. Yeah. yeah. What I what I find in this industry is that the vast majority of people start out as a host, they find a problem, and then they try and fix it. And yeah. I've been on that journey as well. You know, host, I've found a lack of information, and now I've started this platform. And pretty much everyone else is in the same boat, whether they've created a a tech tool or a PMS or or or, or a platform to to help hosts and property managers. So yeah, it's 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 been fantastic. And you know, we also had um I interviewed Alex Caravitis, who's the co-founder and CEO of Host Hub. He shared some great data about what's happening in the market right now, how 2023 has been a year of transition. Mm. Um yeah, just just fascinating stuff. And and there is there is something for everyone. I think that's that's what I kind of love about the platform that we're developing whether you've got one property or whether you've got hundreds because of the guests that we have, they're sharing stuff, which is relevant, whatever the stage of your journey. So hopefully we were quite a broad church and we, we can attract a lot of people to, to listen and engage with what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are fantastic guests. You brought up Damien Sheridan. Um, were you at the scale event that he just hosted in the UK? I was. I was there last week, actually, when you were talking about Mark. So um, I met Mark last week for the first time and we had a great chat actually about Facebook. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> yeah. And yeah, he he's a, he's a phenomenal uh, marketer and he's always hustling. And yeah, and, you know, I'm so impressed. And we had a great chat. He gave me loads of fantastic tips and advice. And yeah, it was a really, really worthwhile event. We were actually one of the show partners there. Um, and it was wonderful to speak to so many people that I'd had Zoom calls with, actually yeah. see them in person, meet a bunch of other people as well, because I think it, it really helps our platform because when when we go to an event like that, it gives us that legitimacy yeah. because there are a lot of people, I think, that pipe up in this industry and say, hi, I'm doing this. Hi, I'm doing that and maybe don't last so long. Yeah. So, so when 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 people see that we're there, I think hopefully they they think, oh, okay, okay, this guy's serious and, and this platform hopefully is is here to stay. So so yeah, it was it was really worthwhile. I'm I'm heading to another event this week. I'm going to be speaking at a property investor show in London and then going to another another conference down in London on the 18th. So yeah, lots of lots of trips to London coming up over the next few weeks. Last minute cancellations suck. And that's why we built Ping. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and allows your fans and followers to sign up and be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and she wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and they will be pinged if the requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which enables you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. 
Ping is what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. You can get access to our beta pricing with plans that start at just $39 a year at bnbping.com. Again, that's bnbping.com. I think that, that there's like a lot of opportunity for podcasters in particular in this space to latch onto these events and provide some coverage, provide some, you know, a live uh, sort of in real time uh, review even uh, of the content and, and of the show. Uh, and, and Damien's always like, you know, he's I got to meet him last May or this past May uh, at the Book Direct show in Barcelona. And that was like an incredible experience. And I was super impressed by his just kind of like a commitment to to creators and to podcasters. Um, one one of the questions I wanted to ask, and the reason I brought that up is, wh- when you think about like the event space, right? Uh, like I I'm always just because I've only been to a few to be honest. Now. I've 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 actually literally only been to two. I've done like a couple of virtual things, but I have become friends with several folks who have you know gone through the conference like circuit, right? And I don't know, I assume there's p- tons and, and plenty in like the UK as well. The US, I feel like a tons have just like exploded over the last few years in particular. We talked earlier about like influencer events and those are like really getting, you know, big and popular as well. There's obviously like, you know, VRMA, which is kind of like the legacy event that a lot of folks go to here in the States. What, what do you think is like the opportunity with respect to events in this industry you again you were helping for the freaking like world cup probably like like the biggest event if not one of the biggest events in the world right over the last decade you helped you know bring bring that to life in 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 the work that you did what do you think about like the event space like where's there opportunity for innovation where's there opportunity for improvement like where do you think we've got it right and like where do you think we've got some work to do um, this is obviously based on only a few months of me concentrating on this full time. Where I think short-term rentals are doing brilliantly is talking business to business. Hmm. I think that's that's really strong. Hmm. And whether it's the tech tools or it's the new innovations that are happening or PMSs, integrations here, there, and everywhere, I think I think short-term rentals are really great at talking to each other. Yeah. Where I think there could be improvement is actually talking to customers and, and end users. Hmm. Um, I, I've spoken to a lot of different businesses in this space and I've asked them, you know, how do you market this? How do you find your customers? Where do you go? What do you do? Um, and many of them say, oh, we don't, we don't really do anything. They, <laughs> they kind of find us. And and, yeah, and, word and of what mouth, I've noticed, organic, is, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and and what I've noticed is that I think the industry there's a lot of noise in the industry, but it's very internal. Hmm. It's it's one company talking to another. It's two companies who are doing an integration and they're doing a webinar, and the people attending the webinar, it's everybody in the industry. It's people who work for those companies. Yeah, and where I think there could be some improvement is is by talking actually direct to customers and explaining what you're doing and why your product or your tool or your platform can help you know everyday hosts and and property managers and and hopefully i mean this this wasn't really the the intention when i set up holiday cottage handbook because i i was setting up a platform to help hosts and property managers and setting up a community to help everybody share knowledge and and to get better but where i think we can really make a difference and help is by helping businesses within the sector yeah. get their stories out and get their products in front of you know customers and the end users. And I guess you know that's partly what I was doing for ten years over in Qatar. It's um, you know I think you could break down my job very simply as convincing people whether they're in Qatar. Uh, the Middle East region or around the world, convincing them why a World Cup in Qatar is a good idea. Yeah, <laughs> and you know that, that, that's simply simply what my role boiled down to. You know, whether it was talking to local people who were upset because roads were closed, or, or whether it's talking to people in Europe and America who have so many concerns. That, you know, whether whether it's human rights or yeah. legacy programs or sustainability or whatever it is. So I, I feel like you know our platform can can help a lot of businesses in the space to improve the way that they talk to customers by getting direct to uh, the end user, which which I think at the moment, it seems to be a bit of a challenge for for a few companies. So, so hopefully we can we can help with that as well. I think I think you're spot on, by the way, like when I talk to folks on on this pod, 
And I, we talk offline or whatever about like, I, I always ask folks like when we get off a podcast interview, like, hey, what's your like marketing stack look like? Like, what's your tech stack look like? Because I'm just curious, right? How people are building the, you know, the infrastructure for for their portfolio, and whether you know they've got one short term rental that's like a really incredible, beautiful like treehouse, or they've got you know dozens of of kind of like single family homes. I feel I feel like the answer to those question, uh, the answer to that question is always like very very interesting. And one of the biggest things that I've learned is that folks really don't understand the differences in like PMS systems, for example. Like if you ask somebody, hey, like you know, why did you choose guest year? Why did you choose uplisting? Or why did you choose host? Whatever it is, right? The answer is incredibly simple. And it's oftentimes like the first or like only like one of like two that they looked at. And then they'll say something like, oh, like, well, you know, they have a really good like email tool. And then you like dig in a little deeper and you're like, okay, but so does uplisting or so does whatever, you know, insert, you know, PMS name here. And and what I find, and, and these are like professional, you know, vacation rental managers who've been in the, you know, some of them have been in the industry for a while. Others are are a little bit newer. But I find that when you compare that to like my my backgrounds in, in growth marketing and, you know, people had a really good understanding of like MarTech, right? And the solutions that made sense and didn't make sense given sort of your, your goals and strategic priorities as a business. And to your point, I actually think that there's like a real lack of awareness around differences. And part of it, I think, too, is, you know, you've got folks like a guestie who, you know, recently actually host away, I think also just raised a bunch of money, but people who've raised a bunch of money, they've come in, they've like acquired smaller, like, you know, uh, uh, systems and whatnot. And so maybe it's, maybe it's a little bit like harder for folks to understand the differences because maybe they used a PMS that was recently bought by, by one of these larger, uh, uh, companies who've just raised a bunch of money. But this is a very long way of just saying that, I think you're spot on. the The industry needs more people like you talking about these things, helping highlight these things, so that you know end users, business owners, can make better decisions about their tech stack. I mean, look the the people who are launching PMSs are you know they're guys from Silicon Valley. They're yeah. they're guys that know how to code. Yeah, and you can probably split the world into people who know who how to code and people who don't, and I'm certainly in the people who don't know how to code <laughs> segment. I don't have a clue. Um, so I kind of refer everyone to like my level. And if if I can't understand what you're telling me as a PMS owner or manager, then I can guarantee that the vast majority of, of hosts out there are not going to have a clue either. So yeah. I, I and and this is this is why I say I, you know, I had a good chat with a guy from a uh, uh, he was he's a co-founder of a of a PMS and and he was just saying look you know these guys these guys who set these systems up they they know how to code yeah they they don't they don't know how to how to market yeah and this is and and this is where things get lost and you know I was having a run through a while ago for a for a PMS and one of the email management tools was literally code and <laughs> i'm like oh, how, how how on earth can i can i use this how, you know as a as a layman how yeah. can i use this and the guy's telling me oh this is really simple it's really easy you just, you just yeah. go in and that, just plug this search, in yeah search the hashtag for this color and yeah it'll come yeah out. yeah the hex color yeah <laughs> I, I i i started off you know the first the first time i put my had a short-term rental the first platform i went on was airbnb and you know Having worked in the industry for a little bit now, one of the reasons why Airbnb is so prevalent is because their PMS, and it is a PMS, uh, is so flipping simple. Yeah. The user experience is outstanding yeah. from a guest point of view and from a host point of view. Yeah. And you know, I've been a host for a few years now. I've been on multiple platforms. I've got a direct booking option. Airbnb knocks everything out of the water. Yeah. It is so easy and simple to use. And you know, if if you're if you're building a PMS and you're building marketing, my God, look at Airbnb. I, yeah. I, I know it gets a lot of stick from people in the industry. Everybody's trying to go down a, a book direct route. And of course, that's that's what you want for a sustainable business. But as a, as a platform, from a UX point of view, from a marketing point of view, my God, there's a reason why Airbnb is, is top of the charts, man. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more there. And, uh, you know, I might... The people listening to this conversation have heard me talk about this a lot too, but 
I, I think unless you can replicate or do, you know, unless you can do as good, if not better than the UX and UI that they offer, 90 plus percent of your your guests are not going to book direct with you. Like it's really just that simple. When your direct booking site takes 10 times as long to load as the checkout page on Airbnb, it's like your your consumers just don't have the patience. They don't care enough to save that five or 10%, right? Or they don't care enough about your business, right? To, to wait 10 seconds for your checkout page to load. Like that's just the reality. Um, so it, anyways, it, it's it's super interesting to kind of like hear, hear you talk about this because um, I think that there's, you know, vast opportunity to build new solutions, to build better solutions. I think it's really important that folks who are entrepreneurs that are building businesses, that are building property management businesses in the space, that they they do the work of like really trying to understand these these systems, right? And I think what, what's hard is a lot of these folks, you know, they're they're on the go a lot too. Like if you're if you're like a property manager and you don't have like a massive team you're if you, if you got 10 to 25 units like chances are you might you, it might be you and then you might have like a cleaning a cleaning team and then you know a handyman or whatever you're like running around all the time right and so like if you can't access your pms in a meaningful way via like your phone and if it's not like frictionless like that is problematic right like you you won't get enough out of the software that you that you actually need um but but enough about uh, PMSs. We could we could kind of like talk and, and rant on them all day. Uh, I I did want to pick your brain around as you think about like the kind of content. Right, we talked about this a little bit a, a second ago, but I, I want to come back to it because what sort of like formats of content or what sort of like learning you know modules or modalities like do you think are really important and 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 needed right now? Because again. There is so much noise. And some people listening to this conversation might be like, we just need less like Airbnb short-term rental content out there, right? And I think that you and I would both agree that like that's that that's not true. We we, we just need better, right? We 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 need we need more helpful. So as you think about content types, content formats, right? Like uh, topics that need to be covered in, in in a more in-depth way. Like what what comes to mind is like most pressing? I will, I'll give you a little exclusive of the next thing that we're working on with the platform. And I think we need to go back to basics. We mm. need to give people the simple need to know information about short-term rentals. So what we're doing on the website is creating a A to Z of short-term rentals. Mm. So it's searchable, it's easy to navigate. And if you've got something you want to find out about, whether it's direct bookings, whether it's OTAs, whether it's Airbnb algorithms, whatever it is, search it and, and you'll be able to find it. And if and if you have, if you've searched for something and you can't find it, then we'll check it out and, and try and add it and just keep adding to this all the time to, to turn it into an encyclopedia. Because I think everybody's at a different stage in their journey. Yeah. If if you're starting out and you know nothing, we we need to cater for those people. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people are here in the industry. You go to conferences, you hear stuff on podcasts, you see the newsletters that people are sending out. I sometimes read the stuff and I just think it's it's kind of too high level. It's hmm. too kind of industry terminology yeah. and the tech terms and all this kind of thing, assuming that everybody knows what you're talking about. And like having worked in in the media all my life and starting out in newspapers, you've got to, you know, when you write a newspaper article, you've got to have the mindset of the, the person reading this is from outer space yeah. and you've got to make sure that everything's clear and everybody understands. And, and if you put PMS and the news editor doesn't know what a PMS is, then you can guarantee that most of your readers won't know what it is either. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think going back to basics, making sure that things are simplified, whatever the stage of people's journeys. Like I said, there's people coming in, starting out, they know nothing. There's yeah. people coming in, starting out, and they've they've gone to different platforms and, and they've already got a, a foundation of knowledge. And then you've got the people who've been doing it for years and they have a wealth of knowledge, but things are changing in this industry all the time. Yeah. You know, there, there's new tech, there's new companies every single week. You know, you can always do more to to learn and to educate yourself and find out what trends are happening and what you need to be aware of to to keep your business thriving. Yeah. So I think keeping things simple, going back to basics, that's what we want to do with the platform. We want to cater for as many people as possible. And and having this encyclopedia, I think, of short term rentals is, is just going to be really helpful. Yeah, I, I wonder, too, if if one of the reasons because I think I think your observations are generally true, like 
when I've gone to uh, the events that I've gone to and, and really just in hosting my own podcast, right, hearing folks talk and, and listening to feedback from, from listeners, most people did not wake up one day and decide that they were going to get into like the hospitality business and they wanted to build a portfolio of short-term rentals and like that's what or or they wanted to build in in the prop tech space even like on on the software side of things like a lot of folks really fell into this right where where maybe they worked in tech they had an exit they had a little bit of money they wanted to invest in real estate but they wanted to do it differently than their parents did or you know maybe they you know, just got to a point in their career where they wanted more work-life balance, right? And, you know, there are plenty of incredible folks who built great businesses so that they could, you know, be a stay-at-home mom and and manage something in a co-hosting business like at a part-time capacity, right? Like, so there, there are all these like different reasons why people fall into, to especially this kind of niche of hospitality that, that I think you're right. When it comes to content when people decide when, when people make that mental switch of like this is no longer just a hobby but this is now a business that that mental switch occurs at so many different um thresholds based off of like you know wh- where you're at what you did before etc and you might you might be very proficient like you let's just take you for an example you might be very very proficient in corporate communications but you might have never had to like be an entrepreneur and market your own product or service, right? It, it, it's it's very different. And so if you if you have decided like, hey, I'm going to go do this. I'm going to build this like media brand. You, you you have heard of marketing, of course. Like you you understand, you know, content is important and social media, yay. But like where you start and and the frameworks that make the most sense when you're using it primarily for business purposes are so fundamentally different than how you, you would use these platforms. If for, you know, for for purely like conversational, uh, you know, familial or or, or friend based purposes, so that's a just a somewhat convoluted way of saying that I think that you're spot on. That the the reason why, you know, we might need to go back to the basics here is because when people are entering this space, they're entering as very proficient professionals, but typically in a wildly different context. So when it comes to this, you know, this industry. There's, there is so much to learn. I think what's really hard is figuring out, you're talking about is this like wide model and trying to be th- all things to all people. And I think that that's probably a lot more difficult than just finding some niche and going like really, really, really deep in that niche. So h- how have you weighed like the pros and cons of which which path to take and why have you decided on like the wide route? Yeah, it's interesting what you were saying there about people falling into this industry. I think everybody has fallen into it somehow. Yeah. And it, it generally boils down to, like I was saying before, you know, you you start out maybe hosting a few properties, managing a few properties, you find a problem and then away you go and, and you, you try to solve that problem uh, within the industry. Um, in terms of the 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 platform like i said you know i i wanted to produce a piece of content that would be really useful for hosts and property managers um and when i first started it was certainly aimed at people who were starting out because they they were the people that i was seeing having the most pain on social yeah. media yeah, yeah it was yeah. you know i'm just starting out i don't know what to do i don't know where to list my property where do i go for photos where do i go for health and safety advice whatever it might be um so initially it was it was aimed at those people um but I think I think in terms of the uh, the breadth of the platform, short term rentals itself is is probably still an, a niche yeah. um, in in a lot of areas. So yeah. I think we're still um, niche in that respect. So I think we it's not too broad enough that that we can't cater for a lot of different people. Um, and also, I think the, the one of the interesting things I found is that that there are a lot of niches within niches in this industry. You know, mm. you've got a lot of people, for example, who are very much uh, along the book direct route, you know, yeah. and that's that's their core focus. Every, every bit of content they do, whether it's podcast, event, newsletter, is purely yeah. aimed at, at book direct, which, which I found quite um, eye-opening, I must yeah. admit. Um, because I felt that was that was so niche, but it's 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 been an incredible you know people have been incredibly successful doing it. So um, I, I think in terms yeah, like I say, I think I think the industry is small enough yet big enough yeah, 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 <laughs> to, yeah. to cope with a platform like this. And and hopefully, like I say, there's there's a lot of people who find value in it. And I think yeah, you know, the ebook in particular is certainly for people starting out. But the 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 guests on the podcast. 
you know, if, if you've got 500 properties, you know, you can't fail but to learn something from Simon Lehman, for example. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think we can we can cater for a wide range of people. No, and, and, and that makes all that makes a lot of sense. And yeah, I, I think it'll just be interesting to see how all of this plays out. Right. As like what is the as the as the industry professionalizes a little bit more, where what is the kind of content that people need? Like, where do people go based off of like where they're at in their in their entrepreneurial journey? Right. What are the the formats of content that people that need, you know, when they're at different stages in in sort of like their their own business growth story? You know, you think about sort of like folks who are really gung-ho on experiential stays, right? And and building out these like really one-of-a-kind unique properties. They're gonna need something very different and they're gonna need like a different kind of community than folks who are, you know, renting out the loft that's attached to their primary residence, right? And of course, there are some there's some overlap there, but I, I really do think what those folks will end up, the community that they'll end up sort of moving towards are going to be people that are doing something akin to what they really want to do, which is develop this really ex- experiential next generation sort of like hospitality experience. Um, so anyways, I, all that is to say is I think that there's loads of opportunity. Lots of folks need help. Lots of us, you know, we, we we all need like to learn from each other. And actually one of my big gripes is like, it's incredible. And I've only learned this through my podcast. It's incredible how disconnected like the legacy vacation rental management community is from like folks who are building these really crazy, cool, experiential stays. The 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 hosts and, and the entrepreneurs that have gotten into sort of the short-term rental space after 2019 are vastly different in terms of how they think and their visions and how they operate from folks that were in the industry previous. And I think so much can be learned from both audiences. Like they, they these folks have to come together. And it's I, I've been trying to figure out what that looks like, what that should look like. I was, again, I was at an influencer event last week. It looked vastly different than the, you know, book direct kind of scale show that I was at with with that Damien put on in Barcelona this past May. Like the people were vastly different. The the questions vastly different. And yet I noticed, oh wow, these, you know, this this community that's traditionally traditional vacation rental managers, they know nothing about SEO. They know nothing about like brand building. Uh, and then you talk to these influencer communities and they, they they figured all that stuff out, right? But then the influencer community is like, when it comes to growing their inventory, they're like, where do we start? How do we do this? Like, you know, and then vacation rental managers who've been in the industry for a while are pros at that. So there, there needs to be way more kind of collaboration between these, what I call just kind of like the two core constituencies, the two core target personas that I see in the industry today. And I'm hoping that we find a way to, to, to bring those folks together. And maybe your platform is the place where that, where that ends up happening. Yeah. I think that's a really great point as well. I think we're, we're in the midst of a generational shift when it comes to property investment generally. I mean, I think particularly if I look at the UK market, we had a lot of people getting involved in property in the nineties around the turn of the century. Um, and they did extremely well because since then the the property market has grown massively over the last 20, 30 years. Um, but now those people are, you know, retiring, they're passing stock on to their kids, yeah. they're selling up in some cases. So th- there's certainly a generational shift going on right now. And I think that again is, is one of the reasons for starting my platform, because I believe that it's, it's really important to be, appealing to a younger audience and talking in their language and coming up with content that they're going to engage with and enjoy. Um, And in terms of the future, like development, you know, you're mentioning there about, you know, where, you know, which platforms are going to be the most effective and stuff. It's, it's, it's a case of looking at the analytics, isn't it? Continually, you know, looking at what's working. If, if you're doing a podcast every week and for three years, you find that you're getting five downloads a week, then maybe stop doing the podcast. But Um, you know, it might be that your newsletter, you're, you're adding 500 subscribers a week and it's going great guns and you've got advertisers, et cetera. So I think you've got to look what works. You've got to look what platforms are most effective and then, um, you know, work out your time uh, accordingly because, you know, any, anybody who owns a business who's an entrepreneur, they will tell you that their time is, is very precious and you've got to be doing things which eventually are going to help the bottom line. And you can't just, you know, keep at a dead end when, you know, you're not getting anything out of it. Um, uh, At the start, I think you can try different things and different platforms and see what's working. But after a while, you've got to, uh, you've got to see what's working. And then I I guess double down on the stuff that's going well. Yeah, I 
couldn't agree with you more, man. And um, it's this has just been fun. I, I I'm I'm very thankful for your time. I'm thankful for the work that you're doing. I think it's incredibly important. Thank you for you know making the time and and uh, uh, creating the space for first and foremost, this conversation to happen, but also all the conversations that that you're having. Uh, for folks who do want to check out your podcast, do want to check out your platform, we'll have links to your website and to your show in the show notes below. But is there anywhere else you'd want to connect with folks, James, if they're interested in just kind of reaching out and, and learning a little bit more about what you're up to? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, head to the website. So holidaycottagehandbook.com. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Also download our ebook. It's free. You just put your email address in and then you'll get the ebook. Uh, you can get the links to the podcast there as well and also our social media channels. And if you want to talk to me directly, by all means, get in touch over email, james at holidaycottagehandbook.com or send me a DM on social and let's connect and uh, keep this community going. Wonderful, man. Well, hey, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. And yes, folks tuning in, all those links will be in the show notes below. Thanks so much, man. Thanks, Zach. It's been great. Hey, friends, hope you've enjoyed today's show. If you are an Airbnb host or know an Airbnb host who'd like to come on the show, please send me an email at Zach. Z-A-C-H at spontaneous.com and we will chat. Behind the Stays is brought to you each week by Spontaneous, a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. It's sort of like Scott's cheap flights, but for Airbnb. You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe um, and thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.